Yeah, 17 minutes it is before uh, 8, uh, 8 p.m. here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, this evening, as I said, we uh, take a look at uh, the public hearings into the gas amendment bill, uh, which are currently taking place. Uh, they've been completed in Pumalanga, Gauteng and Guazul Natal. And they are now in the province of uh, Impumakoloni. And uh, and I understand uh, they were in Khafu, in the Khafrenet, in the Karoo, uh, in the Khamdabur part of the world uh, earlier on today and uh, yeah this uh, act um, really I guess uh, tries to do quite a few things this amendment act uh, one of which is uh, to I guess uh, outline a framework for broad-based black economic empowerment uh, the orderly development of uh, a regulatory framework for the gas industry uh, and also I guess uh, to uh, make provision for new developments and changing technologies in this particular sector. Uh, joining me now on the line to uh, tell us a bit more around uh, the purpose of these hearings uh, and I guess how they've unfolded is the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Mineral Resources and Energy and that is uh, Mr. Sashulele Luzipo. This evening here on Metro FM Talk. Um, good evening to everyone. Uh, let's maybe start off here. I mean, uh, you know, just, just the process. Uh, because, I, you know, I heard in some of the remarks you were making as the session was open in Khafrenet earlier on today, uh, I guess the importance of underscoring who had developed this bill and the purposes that, uh, or the objectives that were sought in doing so, uh, and uh, you are trying to make it quite clear to the community of Rafinet that it was not yourselves as the portfolio committee, but actually the department that does that. Maybe just uh, paint a picture for Abapulapuli of uh, the process here, uh, and why you would undertake public participation, uh, and the process of developing a bill, taking it to the public, and ultimately, I guess, signing it into law. Look, thanks. I, I think it's important because at times people, they conflate the roles of the two institutions, mm. the parliament as well as the executive, which is the department. The executive, we all know, is appointed by the president and parliament is elected representatives regardless of which party they belong to. Yes. All of them, they participate in the processes of uh, legislative development. Mm. So that's what I was trying to explain, because people will think that when you bring something, it's the same thing. Uh, you can't take anything without having consensus at the level of the committee in whatever form that it takes. The second thing I just quickly, uh, I think it's important to, I had to clarify, and I must clarify, is that a, a deal, in fact, this one is not necessarily a new bill or a bill in the complete form of it. It is amendment. It's an amendment bill. It means we are amending certain sections of an existing law. And at times you feel that people, they don't understand the distinction between mm. the two. For an example, if all the amendments are rejected, just as an example, are all rejected. It means the bill will remain, the law, the act, will remain as it is when it was passed in 2001. And those are sometimes the things. When people sometimes they make, they agree or they reject, They, I feel that they don't have an understanding of the implications thereof. So the implications could be that post the, the, the whole exercise of public hearing, 
and the committee agrees that there is no need for changes. It means the bill, the act now, will remain as it is. Mm. So those are the things we're seeking to explain uh, to 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 for public participation. It's very important so that uh, even ourselves, as I said, as members of the of parliament, as as, as committee members, we must uh, at least know that the decision we take are informed decision based on the fact that. Some of these people are, are direct players in the industry. Mm, mm. Now, now, a big part of this, I guess, you know, legislative uh, development here, uh, or these, these amendments, is around clarification of the role of the minister and the role of the energy regulator insofar as the distribution of responsibilities and authorities uh, to do certain things, uh, be it licensing, be it, you know, uh, uh, mediation of uh, disputes around issues arising from these licenses, uh, and even, I guess, to the important matters around, you know, the uh, black economic empowerment, the benefit that communities might have. Uh, I'm interested to hear from you, uh, Mr. Luzipo. I mean, some of the views that people shared uh, in Mushwa Izolo, but also, I guess, in Khafrenet today. Uh, and I heard one person raising the issue of shale gas, which is not too far from where people are in the Karoo. Did a lot of people raise that? Uh, and if so, I mean, what were some of the concerns that people had had with uh, the bill uh, or amendment bill in its current form? Look, let, let, let me start with the, latter, the last one that you raised with Khafrenet. But I had also to clarify the matter. And we identified uh, the Karo exactly for that reason. Uh, but people were confusing the process of shale gas, gas exploration and the amending sections of the of the of the of the act. And and uh, it's true that they are correct. We were not there to talk about shale gas exploration, including fracking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I must say, yes, people were very concerned and. Uh, uh, we we'll get these divergent views, but you can get a sense that uh, from personally, and 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 I'm I'm saying this extremely cautious of the fact that the committee has not made an observation on the net. Yes, to some degree, there were strong views against fracking uh, for shale gas purposes, mm. but uh, let me leave that at that point because. That's my own personal observation. It's not a committee observation, nor mm. recommendation, no, for sure, for sure. but. Generally, uh, if you go to areas like Petty, you will find divergent views um, with regard to there is a dominant view that I don't think we should hide. The first thing is the fact that the two million rents per day uh, as a penalty, they were arguing that uh, most of them, it doesn't apply to us because you can't even make a million rent uh, per month. And you can imagine a person in a rural part, in the rural part, mm. like Petty, where will they get a million rent? So they say, you must make a consideration. I think there is such thing that we we'll have to take into consideration. Sure. Make a, a consideration, and it did emerge in Khafrenet. Make a consideration of what we we'll call a proportional or sliding scale, or what they will call a three-pronged approach: your upstream, midstream, and your your downstream. Mm. Because uh, if you want to put a one-size-fits-all then you are actually even undermining the commitment that you are making for black economic empowerment because it will be quite a stiff penalty for people who are not generating any particular income. Mm. There was a concern also about the issue of pricing, like you have stated, especially for, 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 for emerging uh, business people, small business people in the, in the gas industry say, take this as a, as, as a matter that uh, must be treated with extreme caution that mm. uh, whilst we bring in people on the stream, we must bring in mechanisms 
on how they can participate. Sure. I think lastly, one thing I can raise was that they said, it seems the nature of the bill, just look at the nature of the bill, whether the bill is talking to us mm. as people in the rural countryside. For an example, uh, if you Paulus, talk about also, that, let's mm. do this because so I want us to let's pause for a second and okay. take a quick spot break when we come back I'll, I'll allow you to conclude on that point because I think you're raising a very important issue around the mechanisms okay. of participation and uh, yeah uh, if I'm okay. Imale Tengayo as a community what happens in that case yeah, seven minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's the headlines, and this evening we talk about the public hearings into the gas amendment bill, uh, which uh, have been taking place, and over the last few days or so have been in the province of the Eastern Cape. Uh, the Portfolio Committee Chair of uh, Mineral Resources and Energy, Mr. Sashulele Luzipo, is my guest this evening, and uh, we're talking about uh, yeah, a wide range of areas, uh, least of all the empowerment of some of the communities uh, to play a stake. Uh, in the gas sector. So, Baulusipo, uh, let me allow you to complete the point you were making uh, insofar as, I guess, community participation is in, is concerned. Yes, I think, the, like, uh, I was responding to the question with regards to what were the uh, outcomes as far as the uh, public participation uh, in areas like Petty. Mm. Now, I, I was just explaining to say, for an example, there seems to be some degree of uh, welcoming uh, uh, gas as one contributory factor that could be considered on the basis that uh, you know they were raising issues for an example in the rural countryside uh, you only use wood and uh, in some cases we are told that there is a certain section on the bushes or the felt that you can't use mm. but now when you look predominantly these people they do a number of functions like the festive periods, the weddings uh, initiations, post-initiation activities, mm. uh, traditional functions, and they use a huge consumption of energy. And it seems, and it's beginning to reflect now, that uh, they will use more gas stoves, which can put up to six pots on over it. So it means there is a market uh, generally in the rural countryside. So there is that feeling now that uh, with the unreliability of electricity, the unreliability of other alternative sources of energy, it seems that uh, in the rural countryside, the issue of gas usage is going to be a, a, a high uh, a, a, a activity. So I would say that uh, when people were making these contributions, they were beginning to make sense and even to start to make us understand that uh, some of the things that we might have taken took for granted they are much more deeper than they, they meet the eye. Mm, mm. And, and I guess, you know, the other dimension to a lot of these things um, is the people's own experiences of other forms of extractive activity, um, not only just in the energy space. I mean, there were examples where people were saying, you know, uh, in the mines, rehabilitation is an issue. And yet, you know, this amendment bill also wants to touch on uh, creating a framework for under which rehabilitation happens uh, as part of the licensing agreements. Do you get a sense that people are despondent around the ability of the state to hold licensees uh, to some of their licensing commitments, be it on BEE, rehabilitation, you know, and even, I guess, the, the uh, co-sharing of infrastructure in the gas sector? Look, let me leave that for our own engagement in the committee. But yes, it's true. There were quite a number of concerns that were raised. For an example, even today, some were saying, look, even if we were to have this uh, promotion of gas and so forth, including gas extraction in the form of uh, gas exploration, mm-hmm. whether fracking or what, 
But one concern they were having is to see if you look in the mining experience, for example, gold and other commodities in the in the in the in the in, in the minerals and, uh, industry. They were saying, look, the first problem you are having in South Africa is that you extract, but it, uh, you take all these to be refined outside our uh, the country, and when they come back, they come as a commodity to buy. And they were saying, is there any manufacturing sector? That is being put as a proposal into on, on, onto this bill. How are we going to make sure that uh, we localize uh, the, uh, uh, manufacturing as far as this, the, the industry is concerned? Well, those are the things we have to take into consideration as we move forward. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we must be alive to the fact that those concerns, they are not just concerned because people will think experience has shown that uh, we now live with ghost towns, because there was huge extraction, local communities have not benefited, and therefore, not just black economic empowerment, but what is the beneficiation strategy? Mm-hmm. And I think those are the things that we we'll take into consideration as we continue to deliberate. When we have finalized our public hearing, sure. we will then combine the report, and then as a committee, we'll deliberate what then becomes the recommendations of the committee as far as the proposed amendments are concerned. Mm. Just on new technologies, I mean, I guess the other, because that's the other reason why this was set up. Um, the timeline of what you're doing, um, and I guess when you anticipate it to be brought before, you know, the uh, uh, different houses of parliament uh, to be deliberated at that stage. And then, of course, also, I guess, finally signed into law and whether or not that moves in tandem with your assessment of what's happening in, in uh, you know, the technological developments in this space. Look, that's what also is being proposed. Uh, to what extent uh, does the end and, and uh, respond to the new development and the new technologies that have emerged? And that's what it seeks to, to address. For example, if you look at uh, issues like the depth, uh, 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 gas pipelines, uh, they may not have been accommodated enough. It also seeks to talk to a cooperation and relationship between public and private sector within the industry. But in terms of the process, obviously, our final lack of the public hearings will be in the free state uh, and on the 29th. After that, we will then have to compile our reports and adopt the report. When we have adopted the report, we will then deliberate on what we recommend as far as the amendments that are suggested. We may even consider bringing in completely new amendments if that is, the, if that is warranted. But when we are done so, we will take them the, the, our, our recommendation and report for, to the House, which is the National Assembly. Mm. If adopted by the National Assembly, they will then be referred to the National Council of Provinces for concurrence. And like I explained, the, the Senate Committee that is dealing with issues of mineral resources and energy will have to make a decision of its own whether it also wants to conduct its own public hearings mm. uh, going forward. If, if it takes that decision, that's okay. If it is endorsed also by the National Council of Provinces, it will then be referred for to the president to to sign that into law. That is that is the process that one sure. understand will be followed. Okay. Unfortunately, beyond the recommendations of the committee when it goes for to the national to the national assembly mm. for 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 deliberations in the house it will be out of control of the committee okay we'll have to leave it then and uh, yeah pleasure catching up with you thank you very much for your time
Uh, that there is Mr. Sahlulele Luzipo, uh, the uh, Portfolio Committee Chair for Mineral Resources and Energy. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, talking to us about the public participation process on the Gas Amendment Bill. And uh, yeah, you can certainly uh, find that online. It's available. Just type Gas Amendment Bill and uh, you should have uh, a wide array of links available to you there, uh, which of course allow uh, all and sundry to participate because, uh, uh, you know, is Zindlu's always from Teto is Sicha, Ekapa, is and should not only, uh, should not be the only space uh, where laws are, you know, uh, debated and uh, the public participates in the creation of these laws because uh, indeed, uh, I think that is what is meant uh, when uh, people often say uh, that uh, Indando, yes, means that's what democracy is about and uh, it requires all of us uh, to actively participate.